Good morning. Woohoo! Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show. Radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. Uh, yes. Good morning, Betty. Good morning. Good morning, Loretta. And have you dug yourself out from last weekend? <laughs> I have. Good. I was in an igloo over yeah. the weekend. Uh-huh. But you should know how to build that better than I do. Oh, well, hey, now you're suspecting. Uh, (laughs) I do know a little bit about it. In fact, uh, the boys and I, we actually tried to do the best that we could in uh, my backyard on building some forts. And lo and behold, they actually started out in similar designing, uh, like how you would do an igloo with blocks, with some other little uh, boxes we had around the house. I'm like, you know, you guys are like almost on your way to like, you know, build an igloo. They're like, no, we don't want it to have a roof because it could come in on us. I'm like, well... (laughs) That's a little research and design. We got to figure that one out. Never made it to over uh, other than just a wall because we just had a snowball fight after that. <laughs> so it was really good. Um, what I love is, you know, uh, kids really love snow, right? Oh, and so man. do dogs, by the way, dogs. Yeah, they lost their the minds, literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, I like to walk around in the snow. And of yeah. course here it was, it was perfect in Seattle because we didn't have that you know, quite often we have, when we have snow here, we have terrible mm-hmm. ice and sleet and all that kind of stuff that makes driving really hazardous, but it, it rained and it took it away. But I have to share this because it's so great. And I wish I had a picture with me to show the YouTube people. Maybe I'll post it. But you know how people do snowmen? Well, somebody in the neighborhood actually created Stonehenge. The snow, Snowhenge. Snowhenge, right. <laughs> and it was really Sweet. amazing. It was like gosh you know they really looked at a picture they that's very clever very clever Hmm, all right so that's what happens when you've been in 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 covid lockdown (laughs) right like a year (laughs) and then it snows right you gotta that's fantastic anyway so whoever did that i hope you're listening and that was fantastic and to everybody that just built a snowman or played with their kids um lots of love to you so Anyway, yeah. So anyway, I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis located right here in the greater Seattle area. We are in business 26 years, 27, somewhere in there. I'm only 29. I get confused. So, um, but we all, we're still up and running. I'm doing lots of things through Zoom and we do have a few things coming up. Um, this is, what is today? November 17th? It's February. It's, we're in February <laughs> it's now. February. I don't know no, where you got November. <laughs> you bet. Wow. I mean, I'll give you a couple of weeks on either side, but like, I don't know where are you going backwards or forward? Like, <laughs> you know, anytime I do that, I feel like it's some message from my guidance. So I'm going to go take a look at the calendar and maybe I need to look back or forward. I don't know. But that was a strange Friday. I'm kind of missing the Thanksgiving time, too. <laughs> I, I agree. Turned off my consciousness. Yeah. Anyways, February eighteenth, twenty twenty one. Thank you, thank you, Benny. <laughs> Thanks for your support. Anyway, the day after tomorrow on Saturday, it, I have the Temple of the Divine Feminine, which is my monthly class with women, and we do have a wonderful time. Um, we've been doing this uh, great work with our broken pieces. And how to integrate that back together using the ideas of the Kintsuji bowl, which is a Japanese idea that once something breaks, we put it back together with gold. So it's sort of our focus this year to do this deep work with ourselves. And we're having a wonderful time. So if you want to join us this coming Saturday, we will be meeting at 1030 and it is via Zoom. So you can join us from anywhere. Every Sunday morning at 11, I have Sunday meditation with Loretta. 
and it is uh, at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you cannot join me at that time, you can sign up. I will send you a recording. And the meditations are just really because I believe so deeply that we need to renew ourselves. We need to refresh. And so even if you just do it once a week, um, that's that's kind of the offering so that you have something that you can go to. And, huh, you know, my famous saying is just, you know, you need to exhale, keep breathing. It will really help. It's just a simple thing. I have a Reiki 2 class coming up on Saturday, February 27th. It is a very, 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 very small class uh, due to um, the uh, size restrictions or the social distancing that we're in right now in, um, in Washington State or in the greater Seattle area, right? So also a big shout out to my uh, support. We are a listener-supported show and to all of those people that go to Patreon, patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown Show gratitude from my heart always and you will uh, get special blessings as being part of that so i have such a wonderful guest coming on i do want to mention for my sky watchers a little bit of astrology energy forecast so that you can tap into that and then i just want to bring her on because um she's actually like (laughs) my favorite subject all my favorite subjects are in her book all of them and then some, right? So I'm, I'm excited about it. But let me talk about uh, the energy forecast a little bit. February, as I said last week, has some of the most intense energy of the year. So for you sensitive people out there, just become aware of that. It's, it's a great time to do a little bit more self-care, making sure that you are uh, taking care of your own energy field. Wednesday, February 17th, which was yesterday, brought in the energy of Saturn Uranus square and Uranus is the natural ruler of Aquarius we are in Aquarius we're in the age of Aquarius and this is going to be uh, key energies for the year of 2021 so it's important for us to take a look at it this um this conjunction it actually happens three times during the year February 17th June 14th and December 24th. So it hits three times this uh, Saturn-Uranus square. And it's sort of like telling us a story. It's gonna be the beginning, the middle of the story and the end of the story. And one of the things that I want you to know about is that these three alignments are going to bring us to a place where we're going to be making a lot of decisions. Saturn represents authority, rules, boundaries, karma, traditional establishments, and Uranus represents innovation, freedom, change, escaping, getting away. I just want to do my own thing. So you see how those two things are just, you know, they're just up against each other and they're rubbing up against each other and butting up against each other. And so with these two, this dynamic clash between them, we're going to see things like rebellion, revolution, changes to our traditional structures, uh, controlling freedoms. We're going to be trying to be free while we're trying to be controlled. And there is a general breakdown of the old. Now, you're going to see this out in the world around you. But remember that all, all lasting change really begins on the inside on a personal level. So you're probably all being kind of activated to show up a little different. A lot of my clients are restless, they're edgy, they're agitated. 
my my lovely peaceful loving people are all kind of scratchy you know they've had it that kind of thing so this energy is here to help us break free from the things that have kept us feeling held back or held down and there's a sense that we may need to change and pivot in order to get where we want old thoughts and beliefs that we have held about ourselves or the world may crumble or redesign themselves you know i i'm a firm believer energy just recycles just goes down into the recycle center and comes back out again i think i think the dalai lama somebody asked him one uh, question one time and he said well no wisdom is ever lost it's just taken back into the earth and then comes back out in a form that is useful for the time that we live in. And of course, that's my paraphrase of what he said. So as we allow old thoughts and patterns to fall away, we may find ourselves being more curious, more open, and my favorite one, more creative, because that Aquarian energy is bringing in innovative thought. It's saying, "Mm, let's take all of the stuff of the past and let's take that water bearer which is such an interesting sign for Aquarius, which is an air sign, and let's alchemize it. Let's take it, let's pour it out, let's evaporate mm-hmm. it up, let's rain it back down, let's clean it up and let's do this differently. So I, 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 I bring all that to the forefront just because, you know, we are in such a time of change. A lot of my clients say, oh, what, when can we go back to the way it was? And I go, we're not going back, we're going forward. And we're going forward as radiant beings of light. We came here for a reason. We came to be part of this change. And, um, oh gosh, you know, sometimes it's a little difficult. So let's hold hold each other in, in great space. And then that is such a great um, segue for my guest today because she's going to help you. She's going to tell you wonderful things. And um, I can't wait. So my guest is Penny Price Lavin. She's an award-winning producer, an author, a filmmaker. She has worked on Good Morning America, NBC Magazine, and numerous, numerous other things, too numerous to mention. She has been practicing energy medicine since 1995, (laughs) which is about the time I got into it, very, very close to that time, and became an instructor and practitioner with One Light Healing Touch where she is committed to helping others learn, heal, and evolve. We're going to be talking about her new book, Exceptional Healing Practices to Change Your Life. And in this book, Penny Price Levin has gathered acclaimed practitioners from the fields of energy healing, Qigong, mental imagery, sound healing, to relate to us inspiring healing stories, studies, and invaluable self-healing practices for people of any and all ages, because anybody can do it. And this book, by the way, is an ideal companion to the telewinning film, The Healing Field, Exploring Energy and Consciousness, which is available on Amazon and, and Gaia. Welcome to the show, Penny. Loretta, thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for that introduction. <laughs> I am just thrilled you're here in, in our world where we've got so much going on. I can't think of a better subject for us this morning. Just a wonderful subject. So I would like you to um, begin. Oh, goodness, where can we begin? Because there's so much richness in your information and what you do. 
Um, maybe let's just start with a little bit of a, an introduction of yourself to my listening audience, um, because I don't know if people know who you are. Yeah. It's, um, I want to also show my book. Oh, I was just doing the same thing. We're on the same sheet of music. Uh, we're, we're in sync. So yes, it's on Amazon. It's on Amazon as a print book and a ebook. And I'm, I'm, I've been asked about doing an audio book. So I'm beginning to explore doing an audio book. So many people drive and love to have audio books. So um, that should be coming out in a, in a few months. Um, my personal story is um, um, I've always been, um, uh, my loves have always been media and energy healing. And when I was, when I was um, uh, a child, when I was about 11 years old, a girlfriend of mine, uh, her father had a, uh, a heart attack and he was in the hospital and he was very ill. And she knew I was psychic because, you know, when you're when you're that age and you confide in your friends, she knew I had the ability to go into another dimension. And she said, do something, do something. So I closed my eyes and I just imagined him in uh, his hospital room. And I for some reason, which is a very interesting story, but for some reason, I just started bringing in certain colors and I would bring in the certain colors around him. And I held the energy for about 10 minutes. And, um, and then I let it go. And then the next day she said, oh, he's remarkably better. And, uh, and I told her what I did. And then I, when I told her what I did with the, with the color healing, I then told her exactly what I saw in the hospital room. And I described it to the, every single detail, the door, the bed, the bureau, everything. And at that point, so she was flabbergasted and so was I, but she, at that point, and this is the truth for all for you, and I'm sure for all of your listeners, we all need a personal experience of is this make believe? Or are we are we actually doing this? You know what? Make it real. And at that point, when I was 11, I realized that I had that ability to actually go into another dimension. So I began using color healing on sick animals and friends and so forth. And then later on, when, when I got into much later on, when I got into energy healing with one light healing touch, one of my favorite things, we, we teach many, many methods in one light healing touch. And one of them is color healing, which is one of my favorite things. But all through my life, besides the energy healing, um, I, uh, I love media and I grew up, I, I helped launch Good Morning America. And then I went to NBC Magazine and those other uh, television shows you mentioned. And my commitment to media was always to try to bring light, enlightenment, um, the greater good, you know, people who are on the cutting edge, you know, Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williamson and, and wonderful, wonderful people. And I, I had, I wanted to bring them to a much larger audience. And so I did both the media work and the energy healing work. And then in the, uh, uh, in the 1980s, I learned uh, Reiki at Louise Hayes' house, which was wonderful. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And I started a private practice. And then I met my husband in the mid-80s, and I learned One Light Healing Touch, which is what I've begun, you know, have been doing ever since. And I've been doing docu- I left mainstream media, and I started my own company where I've been doing documentaries, many different documentaries. And then... Um, uh, a few years ago, I really saw that that 
that people didn't really understand the connection between this wonderful world of energy medicine and how it can affect your health. <laughs> the, the, the dots weren't connected. They, they've heard about energy medicine and more and more people are hearing about it, but they didn't really know, well, how would it apply to me? You know, they, they heard about different practitioners, but how it would apply to me? So that's my, that's my ability to be able to see the larger picture and see what people need. So I decided, well, I'm going to do the documentary and I did it. And those wonderful people are, you know, Bruce Lipton and mm-hmm. Lynn McTaggart and, yeah. and Beverly Rubick and Qigong experts and mental imagery experts. So I brought them together in the documentary to really connect the dots so that people could really learn how what the connection was between energy medicine and um, and how it can affect your health and how it really works what how does it really work and one of the things that I love that Beverly Rubick said in the documentary is that well going back to Lynn McTaggart Lynn says in the documentary and she said that there are over 150 studies uh, double blind gold standard studies on energy healing all different kinds of energy healing, but they found with double blind studies they found tremendous results tremendous results and of course the 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 work that I'm doing with Ron, Ron Lavin, he's been in five studies with the, with the National Institutes of Health where he used one light healing touch. So, but it's many different kinds of energy healing is getting wonderful results. And so, and so we know that energy healing works. And so all these different uh, universities around the world are studying, well, why does it work? You know, how does this work? How does this work? This unseen energy, how does it work? And so what what um, what Beverly says in the documentary is that it's being studied all over the world. And when they look at it, is does it have a magnetic frequency? And they find, yes, it does. Does it have an electric frequency? Yes, it does. Does it have a light or photon energy? Yes, it does. And what Beverly says, it's when energy healers work, they use those combination of energies plus many higher frequencies. So how do we, how do we, uh, what do we do with those energies? And Beverly says is that just like a, uh, a symphony, the composer, the orchestra leader is the one that directs it. So we as an energy healer and you, you know, in the work that you do, we are the conductor and energy follows intention. And when you have that intention, whether your client is right in front of you or 3000 miles away, you can direct that energy. And what we know, and the students ask me all the time, and I'm sure they ask you, do you have to be a special, you know, can anybody do it? And we say, this story that I say is it's like, it's like playing the piano. We can all learn chopsticks in about five or 10 minutes, but if you want to play Beethoven, you need some training. If you want to do it well, if you want to be an excellent or skilled healer, you need some training with people who know what they're doing and which is what you do and what we do as well. So um, um, we're really committed to helping people learn, open and grow. And that's the work that we do. And then I became an instructor with One Light Healing Touch uh, in 2006 and I've been teaching it ever since so I do my media work and I do the one light healing touch as an instructor and a, and a practitioner. I love everything you say so much. Um, you know you and I we've been around a while and <laughs> you you know I still have people go what is it that you do right and 
you you know as well as I do that we run across all of the people going, oh, there's no evidence. There's no scientific backup for what you do. There's no evidence that what you do, like <laughs> somebody asked me one day, what do you do? Just stand over people and wave your hands. You know, what, <laughs> you know, what are you doing, right? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, uh, you and your listeners a brief story. Um, um, when Ron was first invited to be part of the first study with the, with the Elizabeth Targ study, it's often called the Elizabeth Targ study, is the Department of Complementary Medicine and had a little, 1993, a little tiny $2 million budget, but they had people doing energy healing in different modalities and they funded them to do studies. And so that was what it's also, uh, it was an AIDS long distance uh, AIDS study. And so Ron was one of the healers, but he was selected. They, they chose master healers and master healers was they, they gave them different tests. Ron, he got the test for the magnetic energy and he had a, a healer, master healer energy. So I called it his mission impossible years. And literally it was so funny. He would get the stack of envelopes and he would say, don't open until Monday whatever and he would open it up and it had the person's picture and their t-cell count and their and their first name that was it and then he would go into meditation and he would connect to them spirit to spirit higher self to higher self and he would begin to connect to them energetically and decide what kind of healing he would he would give them and he would begin to do it and then he would write up his notes but it took about an hour and then he'd write up his notes and kept his blue book and then at the end of the week he sent he sent the books in and what happened what was so fascinating what so in the Elizabeth Targ study they worked on each person for a week and that was that and then they sent their books in and when they looked at the results Everybody who was in, that's why it's one of the most famous distant healing studies ever done. Um, and it was done with the California Pacific Hospital, which is the largest hospital system in California. So when they looked at the blue books, every single person who they had a control group and a treated group and everyone in the treated group, every single one, their secondary diseases, which is what used to kill people when they had AIDS because their immune system was so compromised. Right. I tell you, Loretta, every single person, their secondary diseases were either eliminated completely or they went down a significant amount. And in medical terms, significant means something. And their need for drugs was less, their hospital stay was less, their moods were better, their need for other drugs was, was significantly less. And in the uh, control group, 40% of them died. So when they, and then when they looked at the patients and they looked at the patient's blue books, because they didn't know whether they were chosen or not, the doctor had a pool of patients, but they didn't know who was chosen and who was not. That's why it was double blind. So when they looked at those patients who were treated and they looked at the, you know, John's blue book or something, he would say, oh, at 10 o'clock, I felt this energy and this and that. And everything was totally correlated, every single one. So they published it and uh, the doctors, when they first read it said, this can't be so, this is not possible. But it became, it was a Time Magazine cover story at the time. And, and um, so they asked Elizabeth Targ to repeat the study and she repeated the study four times. And wow. each time it was larger and with more healers like Ron, but they had to be tested to be a certain quality of healers. Yes. Yes. And at, Loretta, every single study, the results were exactly the same. And the last study became the Western Journal of Medicine landmark healing study. And after that, they decided they weren't gonna repeat it anymore. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll take this as yes, we'll take this as it working. So um, 
it's so interesting and and more and more as those studies are got have gotten out into the public more people are seeing that there's a scientific basis to energy healing and actually one of the people that ron worked on he had a brain lymphoma the week before and after ron worked on him it was gone so he was one of the favorites in the study but they had amazing amazing healings wow. so um yeah, I think I think now more and more people know if they read the work, they read that there's so many studies out there that all they it's been tested, it's been it's been tested to be absolutely real. Now, some healers are able to transmit more energy, absolutely. Right. Right. And one of the things that we do in One Light Healing Touch is we teach people how to do energy healing. And we know it's over courses over a period of months. And we know that the healers in the beginning, as you do with your with your healers as well, in the beginning, their ability to transmit the energy is not as great as after they had the practice right. and so forth. And so they get much better over time. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, that's thrilling and wonderful and and. Um, just before our break, I have to share this because I'm I'm sitting here with my mouth hanging open. You know, there are divine forces at work. And uh, when I studied Reiki, which is way back in 19, in the 1990s, right? After I was attuned to uh, Reiki master level, I had a vision, a literal vision that somebody was going to come to me that was HIV positive. And there, I was given kind of a, 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 a formula of what to do to include playing playing the piano or to bring music in right and not to go too long into it but uh that was actually what i call my first reiki treatment right you know that i worked with someone there were divine forces at work but after this uh person came and i worked on them um he called me about a week later 10 days later he'd gone in and his t-cell count had risen to the low range of normal after that session, which was very powerful. So I, I don't have explanation for these things. Um, it's obviously not included in a study, but what you just shared with me is, is very, very thrilling. And uh, you have experienced as, as well as I have and many other wonderful energy workers out there that there are these things that happen after we do that energy, we enter into that, as you call it, the healing field. And there's an exchange of some kind. There is some transference. There's something that happens. So um, thrilling work, exciting. Medicine of the future is here now. So anyway, this is Loretta Brown, my guest today, Penny Price Lavin. We're talking about the healing field. And uh, we're going to talk more about it. And we're going to get a little bit more deeper into it when we come back from the break, which Mr. Benny Mathers is going to take us into. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. 
Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now... We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Woohoo! I love it. I take dance breaks all day long in between Zoom calls and little song breaks, so I highly recommend them to people. So thank you, Betty. You always pick the best music. Um, this is Loretta Brown. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show. I am the owner of Reiki Oasis. You can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com. You can sign up for everything at schedule.reikioasis.com. And thank you, Indigo Hawk, for being my amazing webmaster. My guest today, Penny Price Lavin. We're talking about the healing field, exceptional healing practices to change your life. I just recommend you just go order the book now and watch the uh, companion movie that goes along with it. Um, Penny, I've got a question for you. I want to talk about our thoughts and emotions and the effects upon our health. So what is the effect of emotions on our health or our thoughts? And can you talk about stress? Yes. Oh, I I love it. The subject. You know, it was it was interesting. A, a number of years ago, um, uh, Eckhart Tolle, who I, I, I'm sure you know, um, he wrote that wonderful book, The Power of Now, right? Yeah. And everybody was reading it. It was all about the power of now, the importance of being present. That was the key, the importance of being present. So when we read it, we said, oh, here's a man who's certainly enlightened, absolutely. But there's something that is really missing here, and that is you could give somebody a million dollars to be present. And if they have all this other stuff going on, there's no way that they can be present. And one of the most important concepts that we have in One Light Healing Touch is the importance of being grounded. And you can't be grounded unless you're present. I mean, you can't be present unless you're grounded. And most people we see, when we look at people energetically, we look and we see that their consciousness is not really in their body. It's in the past with regrets, many regrets, or it's in the future making plans. But their consciousness is not really in their body because as soon as their consciousness comes back, they feel all this anxiety and stress and worry and all kinds of things that they're holding on to. They feel it so that they can't really stay in their body and be present and look out from be out of their eyes because they have all this other energy that's going on. So they become, they can get into alcohol or they can get into drugs or they become, a, you know, overdoing and, and being a codependent for so many people, anything to take them out of being in their body, taking care, over shopping, overdoing, rather, because the moment they come back into their heart, they're feeling all of this stuff, whether it's tension or stress or I'm not worthy or the traumas that we all have in our lives. You can't be alive and not have traumatic experiences. So the most important thing that we know, the most important thing that we know is, and here's the cons, here's the big concept in Cliff Notes. Human beings are energy sponges. We're constantly bringing energy in. And through the years, we've had many nurses 
who are caretaking, you know, all day long. And they say, you know, I go to work in the morning and I'm feeling lively and energetic. And then I come home and I'm in basket case. It's because they brought in that energy. So we do that. All We all do that. If anybody's a caretaker, whether they're a teacher or they have a family, when you're caretaking, you're also bringing in that energy. So it's just what human beings do. So what we know is that whether it's your mind or whether it's your emotions or whether it's your own traumas and issues in your own life or programming from parents, when you're holding that energy, you have to learn to release it. And the most important thing that we teach in One Light Healing Touch is all kinds of practices and techniques to release that energy. Because we, we're all human beings, we're all sponges and we hold that, we bring in that energy. And that energy can sit in our bodies and where it sits specifically, you know, the heart is the seat of unconditional love, right? And the second chakra is the emotional chakra. So it sits more in those areas. And they're the areas that we have more problematic issues of disease and illness, because we've held this energy. And when we look at when we look at clients, we will see where the energy is held. We teach our students in One Lay Healing Touch how to tune into that energy. And is it the mother? Is it the father? Is it a trauma? What is it? Let's look at that energy and let's do release work of how to release that energy. And then we, oh, after we teach, after we work releasing that energy, and we have many, many techniques, and we, you, you need many techniques because the body is dense, it holds yeah. on, it keeps holding on and holding on and holding on. <laughs> and you have to do it again and again and again because the body holds on. But over time, it gets released. And then you open after you release, you open up to the higher energies and I'll, I'll guide your, your listeners or viewers in a practice in a few minutes that will demonstrate this. And then you open up to the higher energies and you let those higher energies fill the places that you just released. And if people could begin to practice, I'll teach you that I'll teach the running energy in a few minutes, but we have many practices in One Lay Healing Touch. Um, and about One Lay Healing Touch, I just want to mention that, um, so it's called, our, our training is called One Light Healing Touch. We have a website, please take a look at it. If that speaks to you, we have schools on Zoom now. Obviously everything is on yeah. Zoom. We used to do everything in person, but now it's all on Zoom. And I just finished my last, my a school last weekend. There were four students from London and Canada and you know different places, which is lovely. It's that people lovely. have the ability now. Isn't it amazing that with yes. Zoom, we have this ability that we didn't have you know, five years ago or something. Yes. And people from all over the world can avail themselves and go through the experience so that's the important thing that that we hold on we get these blockages we get overthinking we get emotional issues from traumas and parents we've all gotten our hearts broken many times in life we've all had traumas big ones and little ones and we hold on to the energy and what we need to do is release the stuck energy. We call it pro. We call it in one light healing touch. We call it programming because it's not our essential self. Right. It's energy from outside. It's not our essential self. So it's important to release those energies, open to the higher energies, and then you can be present. And if you're present, you can do healing. You can't do healing unless you're present. If you're not present, you can have your hands, but it's just your mind is thinking you're healing, but you're not really healing. <laughs> you're, it's, a, it's a mental concept, but if you're grounded and if you're present, then you have a circuit and then you can actually do the healing work. 
And you can be present in your life. You can be present for your children and for your job in a way. Be creative, as you were talking about earlier. Have the ability. If you release that stuck energy in the programming, you have an ability to claim your life and to live the life that you came here to live. And because you're not filled up with all this, what my mother wanted or what my father wanted or what my society said I should be or do or many things that are still occupying space, energetic space, really, you know, Candace Pert in the documentary, she called these energy bundles that we hold on to. So you can, when you release them, and then you come into your heart, and as you say, meditation, we love meditation, we teach a few different kinds, and you come into your heart, and you open to the light, and then you say, okay, what am I, what should I do today? What would be the best primary thing for me to do? And you live and you, and you really are inwardly guided to be the best choice for your energy for the day. You said so many wonderful things in there. Um, You know, in your, in your book, I wrote this quote down, you know, Beverly Rubick, who is just amazing. Right. And uh, I'm not quite sure, but I might have I might have met her years ago. I'll come back to that in a minute. But she says in the book, we become what we think. We become the energy field we create, right? Which to me is so powerful because it, it goes right along with what you're saying. We're stuck. We're stuck in this programming and conditioning. We're stuck in what others told us. Oh, you need to be this or you need to act that way. And and that to me, you know, sometimes feels very rubbery around people. Like they're they're just caught in there. And you're absolutely right. Once you begin to release that or release the layers of it or release the woundedness of it, now you can begin to redirect your energy is what I'm going to say into allowing yourself to be who you really came to be, right? that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And further with that, I, yes, I love that Beverly Rubick explained that and she does it so well. She's so brilliant. The other thing to, uh, that I love to comment about uh, connected to that is Einstein. Einstein said the field is everything. And what I take, I mean, we can talk, we could talk about the field is everything for hours, but one of the things that I love to think about that is that how we project, you know, as, as beings, we're, we're, you know, we're running electromagnetic energy and we learn how to transmit that when we do healings. And, but all people, you know, all human beings, we're running electromagnetic energy, the magnetic energy from the earth and electric energy from the sun. And so we're transmit, we're flowing out with this energy all every day, every minute of our lives. And we're radiating, you know, Beverly talked about it as little tiny stars. We're radiating out into the world. So but we're not just radiating all these wonderful good things we do we want to do. We're radiating our stuff. You know, I'm not really worth it, or I can't really do it, or I want to do something, but I don't really think that I can. So all of our stuff, everything that we're holding, we are radiating. So when I look at Einstein saying the field is everything, that's so important because what we're radiating, that energy that we put, that we radiate out of ourselves, we take that wherever we go, there we are. So we're taking that energy out into our world. And then we're not really seeing that thing, that world, that whatever's going on in our life that day, because we're interacting with our own energy. So wherever we go, we're taking that joy or sadness or 
or love or whatever, you know, the major energies that we are radiating, that is what we're taking in the world. And so one of the most wonderful things that we can all think about, you know, we're thinking about cleaning up our world and environmental consciousness and all of that. And if we start with ourselves, and if we start with cleaning up this stuff that we're holding on, these traumas and blockages and programming, and we, we clear that up first, and then we let go of that and, we, and we, we, we learn to come into our heart and claim who we are and not this other programming that we've brought in from the family and from society. And, and we claim who we are, what we're here to do, what is our purpose in this lifetime and claim that. That gets projected out into the world. And if we do that with love and goodwill, not my will, but thy will, and we project that out in the world, look at what that does in the world. Yeah. It radiates, it radiates. And I know, you know, I'm sure you've heard this too. They say that each person affects 10 people and those 10 people affect 10 people. So as we radiate this higher energy and love and goodwill and kindness, my goodness, the world certainly needs kindness today more than ever. Uh, I love what um, I read many years ago an interview with Ram Dass and they said, is there one, is there one thing that you would say we need in the world? And he said, kindness. And I absolutely, and certainly today more than ever, do we need kindness. Kindness to ourselves also and forgiving ourselves because we're, none of us are perfect. Forgiving ourselves and forgiving others and being kind because we need that vibration more than ever. Certainly all over the world, we need that. And, and that will help affect and it will reduce the stress that we're radiating in the world, will reduce the stress that people are feeling in the world if we can just change our vibration. And then think about what can you do today that would be good for yourself and for your family and for your community and find the greater good. We really believe in contributing to the greater good on all yes. levels, contributing to the greater good. Absolutely. Um, I had two images jump in. The first one was, I think there's a, a guy named Pigpen on Charlie Brown. He walks around, there's all this dust around him, right? And we all know that person and hopefully we're not that person. But I was also thinking about the idea that, you know, it just takes one little candle to light the dark, you know, to take away the darkness in a dark room. And our candle can light many candles. So, in order for our candle to be lit, we do have to have that practice, that direct connection to God, divine, whatever uh, source, whatever people call that, and to keep our candle lit in order to help the greater good. And a comment yeah. about, absolutely, I agree with you. And a comment about that is that it's really important for your viewers and listeners to know that, and and uh, Bruce Lipton said in the documentary that people get so frustrated, they want to make their lives better and happier and all of that. And they read a book or they do affirmations and nothing changes. Right. Because the conscious mind is 5%, the other unconscious and subconscious is 95%. So you have to learn how to, as Beverly Rubik, I mean, as um, Candace Pertz said, that we need to, because of that, because of that conscious mind being so uh, powerful in our lives, you need to find other ways, you know, regular talk therapy she found wasn't as effective because you're going over the same trauma again and again and again, that you need to find other ways into the psychosomatic network. And energy work is perfect for that. You know, you need to, you need to be able to find that. So um, it's really important to, um, to do, um, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're thinking about 
making an affirmation of I want this and I want that. And certainly like the secret really taught people so much about how to create and how to manifest. And we also do some of that in our work, but it's really important to, to do that. But it's really important also to know that just thinking that affirmation or just thinking that will only get you so far. You need to go deeper. You need to go deeper. And we do a lot of practices as you talk about. You need, we need it. So we do sound work and breath work and movement, and sacred ceremony and healing visualization. So we do all of those practices and we do a lot of them. And we say that you need to add a practice in your life. And I'll guide your, uh, your, uh, your listeners into running energy in a minute. But what I want them to know is that they're called practices because... For them to work, you have to practice them. You can't think about going into a shower and getting clean. You actually have to go in and take the shower, you know? So practices, they work. They absolutely, absolutely work. You can't do them once a month. You've got to really make them a part of your life every day or every other day. But you have to begin to use the practices in a, on a regular basis. And as you do that, as I said, the body holds on and stents. But energy, the lower energies, the stuck energies, the the things that we, we would love to just let go of do get released. And then you can bring in the higher energies and you can live in a more present, balanced, heart-centered way. Um, so I would love for you to take us through um, your little exercise, running energy, which is so important because I want to make sure we have time for it. And, um, and then we'll figure out what we have time for after that. But would you mind doing that? No, I'd love to. I'd Wonderful. love to. All right, everybody. <clears throat> so this is a guided visualization. So close your eyes. <coughs> and I'd like you to imagine a cloud right above your head, a white puffy cumulus cloud, perfect, clean and fresh. And I'd like you to now just begin to release all the thoughts that are running around in your brain. Breathe and release all the tension in your head, all that extra mental energy. Breathe and release, send it up to the cloud. Again, breathe and release, send it up into the cloud. Allow the cloud to fill and fill. One more breath, breathe and release. Relax behind your ears and send that energy up into the cloud, all the mental energy, extra mental energy that you no longer need to hold on to at this moment. Send it up to the cloud. And now let's send the cloud out the window up to the sun. Let it be destroyed and recycled. Send it away. And now cut your grounding cord under your feet. We all have grounding cords would be sailing off into space. So cut your grounding cord under your feet and create a brand new grounding cord. Think of the roots from a tree and send a grounding cord down from the bottoms of your feet, any color, any texture you wish. And again, think of the roots from a tree and send them that grounding cord down through the soil, through the deeper layers of rock, down through the tectonic plates and down and down into the core of the earth. And know and feel the huge power of gravity is pulling down on your grounding cord, down into the core of the earth. You can see that molten core in your mind's eye if you wish. Visualization always increases it. Send that grounding cord down. Anchor it down into the core of the earth. And now bring your awareness 
up to your head and let's work our way down our body, releasing down the grounding cord. So feel into your head, behind your ears, your neck, anything that feels tight. You can move your head and neck if you wish. Breathe and release. Let that tension go down the grounding cord. Let it be gone. And now feel into your upper chest, your rib cage, your shoulders. Feel into that whole area of your upper torso and tune in anything that feels tight and breathe and release. Let the tension go down the grounding cord, let it be gone. And now your lower torso, feel into your belly, your abdomen, your intestines, that whole lower torso region and tune in anything that feels tight or tense and breathe and release. Send the tension down the grounding cord, let it go. So you wanna consciously send all the energy releasing down your grounding cord. You're not, you're not uh, giving any of your negative energy to mother earth. She doesn't take it as that. It's just energy that she can be, can be used to create all new life. So don't worry about that. And now bring your awareness into your legs, your big thigh muscles and knees and calves. Feel into that whole leg region and breathe and release. <sighs> Send the tension down the grounding cord, let it go. And scan your body now from head to toe and let your awareness go to whatever still feels tight and tense. So breathe and release and let it go. Always adding a sound and a sigh will increase this practice. So keep that in mind, breathe and release and let it go. And now I'd like you to bring in a beautiful divine energetic right above your head. See it radiating, see it pulsating. Hello, divine energy. However you relate to the divine is fine. See that beautiful divine energetic and bring it a little closer. And now invite the divine energy to come down, open your crown chakra at the top of your head and invite the divine energy to pour into your brain and eyes, down your head and jaw, down your neck, down into your arms, palms up. You can rest them on your thigh, palms up. Just let the energy flow out your palms and fingers and bring your awareness now back to your upper torso. Invite that divine light to flow down through your heart and lungs. Very important in COVID to clean our lungs. So bring that divine light in. See your lungs, the visualization of your lungs that you've seen in pictures. Just bring that divine light into your lungs, washing and cleansing your lungs, bringing divine energy in. And now let the divine energy flow into your midsection and now down your lower torso, washing your intestines, your belly, all the organs and glands in your lower torso. And now down your left leg, left foot into the grounding cord, just let it flow down the grounding cord, no effort, invite it to flow and it flows. Energy follows intention. And now bring your awareness back to your lower torso. Let it flow down your right leg, down right foot into the grounding cord. Let it flow down. 
And now bring your awareness back to your palms and allow more light to just flow down your arms and out your palms. Open your healing channels in your hands. Let more light flow out. Now put your hands on your chest, your left hand on your heart, right hand on the heart chakra, and send that energy into that fourth chakra region. Send it in and open and receive. Give yourself permission. Mm. Oh, now put your hands back down and drop that into your heart. Ask your heart chakra to open like the petals of a flower and ask your heart, what message do you have for me today, O oh heart of mine? What would you have me know? And your heart chakra is connected to your higher self, which is connected to your infinite soul. So be open and listen for the answer. What would you have me know today, O oh heart of mine? And you might hear the answer immediately. You might hear it a little bit later in the day. So just be open and aware. And breathe. One more breath. And relax and breathe. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Those of you who are at home who got messages, um, you can write them down. If you're in your car, I wouldn't advise you writing while you're in your car. But if you're, <laughs> if you're at home and you have a you have a little notebook, write down. It's go always good to write down the messages you get from your higher self, from spirit, because we often later, when we get into our uh, our more active brain, we can forget them. So if you got a message, write it down. So, did you like that? I loved it. Thank you so much. And I'm going to remind the listeners that these shows are archived. You can download them for free and listen to it over and over. And also, they can go to your website, Penny. We are down to like the last less than a minute. Please tell people what you've got coming up, where to find you in your book. And Oh, thank you. So, the book, The Healing Field, uh, is on Amazon. It's an ebook and a print book. And then um, my website is onelighthealingtouch.com. I have a workshop March 6th, uh, a day-long workshop. And then my next school in, on Zoom begins in April. Everything is listed on the website. I love that. And um, I just want to put one final little, like, three words into something. Distance healing and distance sessions are very, very effective. So. Very. Please keep that in mind. We're thank very you. busy with them. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I, I am too. So yes. thank you, everybody, so much. Penny Price Levin, The Healing Field, Exceptional Healing Practices to Change Your Life. Everybody be blessed. Spread love, kindness, and forgiveness. Thank you. From my heart to yours, blessings. Thank you. Thank you, Loretta. Thank you. Thank you.